In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Tomorrow we celebrate uh, the Feast of the Apostles. As most of you know, right now the period of the Church, we are in the Fast of the Apostles. The Fast of the Apostles starts uh, from the day after Pentecost. So that day can vary depending on when Easter is, when the Feast of the Resurrection is. And then the Fast of the Apostles goes until... July 12th. It always ends on July 12th because July 12th is not only the Feast of the Apostles but is the commemoration of the martyrdom of uh, the two most uh, prominent Apostles, St. Peter uh, and St. Paul. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, St. Peter and St. Paul to see what lessons we can learn from their lives, the lives that they lived how they led their, their lives, how they uh, are an example uh, for us in how to be a disciple of Christ. One of the things that right away should strike us about St. Peter and St. Paul or a lesson from their lives that we can take for ourselves is that we are never too far away from God to come to Him. We are never too far away from God to come to Him. The lives of St. Peter and St. Paul are like textbook examples of how we can be very far astray from God and still live a life of saintlyhood. Before he became a Christian, St. Paul was Saul. He was dedicated to the persecution of the early Christians. Then when he had our Lord Jesus Christ visit him on the road to Damascus and say, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? He was blinded by the encounter, he was converted and he was healed. And he turned into or became one of the most important figures of the early church and he spread the word to not only the Jewish communities but also to the Gentiles. St. Peter had a different, uh, a little bit of a different journey. St. Peter was much closer to Christ throughout the early part of his life. But even he also turned away from God in one of the most famous aspects of the, the events of Holy Week, when he denied our Lord Jesus Christ three times. Yet St. Peter, he ultimately became one of the pillars of the church and was able to overcome this sin in repentance so that he could be as St. Paul sort of mentioned to him, that he is one of the, the people that is the most important people in, in the early church. St. Paul didn't serve or follow Christ until he had a personal encounter with him. So he wasn't like somebody who drifted away. Uh, so much as he had his eyes sort of open to the truth. In his case, literally, his eyes were open to the truth. Um, the opposite with St. Peter. St. Peter was one who lived with Christ, was following Christ, was a disciple of Christ, and then fell away. So it teaches us, no matter what situation we are in our lives, maybe we are far away from God, maybe we don't really know God that well, maybe we don't, uh, we have doubts about the existence of God, the holiness of the church. We have doubts about if God is able to do what I need from Him to save me, to forgive my sins. God can come to us 
and reveal himself to us and change our lives. In the same way, maybe we are born and raised into the church. Maybe we are regularly attending church. Maybe we are serving God in many ways. Maybe we are participating in the sacraments in a regular way. And, and maybe though, sin has caused us to fall away from God. Sin has separated us from God. There is a path back to Him. And within tears of repentance, I can be restored. Christ restored St. Peter after his uh, denial to become again uh, one of his apostles. So we are called to, saint, to sainthood. And the lives of St. Peter and St. Paul show us how eagerly the Holy Spirit is willing to work with imperfect pieces or clays of humanity to forge them into sort of vessels worthy of eternity with the God. All we have to do is to seek Him, to continue to look for Him, to, to be eager to our repentance. So this is the first thing that we learn from the lives of St. Peter and St. Paul, that we cannot be ever too far away, astray from God, that we cannot be brought back to Him. The second thing that we learn from St. Paul, or from St. Peter and St. Paul, uh, is, is related, is that when our Lord Jesus Christ calls us, we need to answer immediately. When our Lord Jesus Christ calls us, we need to answer immediately. St. Peter and actually most of the other apostles were fishermen, and they spent most of their life fishing in order to make a living. When our Lord Jesus Christ, He called them, it was during the time that they are working. And it says, Then He said to them, Follow Me, and I will make you fishes of men. And it says in the Gospel, they immediately left their nets and followed Him. First of all, our Lord Jesus Christ is inviting us to follow Him. If there is one call in our lives that we need to take seriously and sincerely, it is our Lord Jesus Christ's call to follow Him. God has a purpose for us in our life. God led us to be exactly where we are right now. And then the question now is, am I going to answer God's invitation to follow Him? And then if the answer is yes, when? Look at the response of St. Peter and the rest of the group. They immediately left their nets and followed Him. There's a sense of urgency. Not only did they follow Christ, but they left their nets. Symbolizing or signifying their complete surrender of their lives into God's hands. Right? What do their nets symbolize? How they make their living. How they make money. How they eat. They left their source of income and their livelihood to become fishers of men. And they now have to live separate and holy lives dedicated to doing the will of God. Why do we need to, call, to answer God's call promptly and with a sense of urgency? Actually, St. Paul is the one who teaches us this. In Romans he says, And do this knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. St. Paul's life immediately changed after his encounter with our Lord Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus. And he is warning us, and who would know better than St. Paul himself warning us, that we need to awake out of our sleep immediately, because our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. None of us really know when or where or how our lives will end. Could be tomorrow, next week, next year, next month. Knowing this fact that we, we do not know when our lives would end, wouldn't it be wise to focus 
on our main goal of our life, which is to be a part of the heavenly kingdom. That's why when God calls us, we need to answer immediately. We can't delay any further. So then, before I move on to the next point, I want to make sure I make something clear. What does it mean when God calls me? Christ maybe has not appeared to me on the road like He did to St. Paul. Maybe I don't see Christ in the flesh like St. Peter. But God calls each and every one of us. He calls us through our friends and family. He calls us through a sermon. He calls us through Holy Scripture. He calls us through our time in prayer with God. Definitely, He is calling us to follow Him. And it is important for us to answer this call. And we will be held accountable for not answering this call. The last thing that is a lesson that we can learn from the lives of St. Peter and St. Paul is to seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God. Those are the words, very famous words, that we pray every day in the sixth hour in the Sermon on the Mount. He taught us that we shouldn't worry about the things of this life, all the vain pursuits, all these things are going to pass away. Our focus needs to be towards eternity, towards building our confidence that God is in control, towards the kingdom which is to come, not the kingdom on earth. So a question that I would like us to, to sort of meditate on as we're praying the Divine Liturgy is my day-to-day -day energy more spent on building up the kingdom on earth or building within myself the kingdom of God? As Christians, we know in our hearts what the answer should be to that question. We know deep down that if my trust is completely in God and my focus is completely on His kingdom, then the time or the amount of time we spend worrying about the world dividing ourselves against one another, having anxiety over the waves of life, would disappear. But very often we find ourselves answering this question in the wrong way. We spend more time, more energy, focusing and worrying about our way of life, our wealth, our health, the very exact things that our Lord Jesus Christ tells us to put in the hands of God. What do we need to do to gain the sort of confidence to be able to walk through life basically like without a care in the world, knowing that God has everything in His grasp, in His control? We've been given a wonderful example in the past few weeks. In the, in the midst of the, the, the fast of the apostles, we look to St. Peter, St. Paul, the rest of the apostles, how they answered this question for themselves. These leaders of the church, these saints, were able not only to seek the kingdom of God in their own lives, but they also were able to spread it to the rest of the world. St. Peter and St. Paul went through difficulties in this life that many of us will never come close to. St. Paul reflects about how he was beaten with rods, how he was stoned, how he was shipwrecked three times, robbed, hated by his own countrymen, left hungry, thirsty, naked. St. Peter was persecuted and ultimately was tortured and crucified upside down 
in Rome, all while doing God's work. But despite everything that happened to them, both of these people had complete trust in God, complete confidence that God was with them, and their focus was only on the kingdom to come. So maybe we will not reach St. Peter and St. Paul's level of difficulties in life. That does not mean that we cannot apply this example to our own lives. Seeking first the kingdom of God is a virtue we have to apply. St. Peter who was a man who spent his time becoming one of the closest disciples of Christ. He was the first person to say that Jesus was God out loud. And like I said, when we were talking about being too far astray from God, the moment he fell off, his heart was pierced. He remembered his vows to God. He remembered his promises. He remembered the love of God towards him. And he repented of this immediately. Actually, in the tradition of the church, it says that St. Peter reminded himself daily of this betrayal. And when he would hear a rooster crowing, he would remind himself of his betrayal and he would weep because of his betrayal in front of God. How often do we spend in repentance, in, in, in saying to myself, what I did was wrong. I've, I've hurt God. And I do something about it. Ask Him for His forgiveness. And ask Him to transform me into His likeness. St. Paul was a man who ended up writing most of the New Testament. And he lived a life that was directed by God. He started many churches, healed the sick, brought thousands of people to Christ. But actually, after all of this, despite all of this, he says to, uh, to St. Timothy, Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief, or I'm the first sinner. He saw himself as the chief of sinners. How can I begin to seek the kingdom of God in my life? The answer, of course, is rooted in repentance. Rooted in repentance, but also, as I mentioned with the verse from Saint, from the epistle of St. Timothy, to St. Timothy, humility, a self-emptying, allows ourselves to keep moving towards Christ. That's not only a common denominator in St. Peter and St. Paul, not only a common denominator of all the apostles, but it's also the life that is shared by all the saints of the church. A life rooted in repentance and humility. We are called to be saints, to emulate these virtues. So as we celebrate the Feast of the Apostles and the commemoration of the martyrdom of St. Peter and St. Paul, we remind ourselves of these things. That no matter where we are, we are not too far away to come to God. Now God is still waiting for us and seeking our repentance. That when God calls us, we need to answer immediately. And that we need to seek the, the kingdom of God first through repentance and humility. And glory be to God forever. Amen.